Hi, and welcome to the Reiki from the Farm podcast brought to you by me, Pam Allen LeBlanc from Hiddenbrook Farm. I am a scientist, a businesswoman, and a licensed Reiki master teacher with the International Center for Reiki Training. Each week in this podcast, you'll be entertained as you learn about a wide variety of relevant Reiki topics, helping you become a more knowledgeable and effective Reiki practitioner. We caution you, though, this podcast may also dramatically improve your life, and we are so happy that you're here. On this week's podcast, we are talking with Chris Valentine, and we're talking about chapter eight of the Reiki business book, and it is the chapter that is all about growing your connection with Reiki or expanding your connection. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you could be here. Before we begin, I just want to let you know about some of the classes we have coming up at the farm. Some of you, actually quite a lot of you have let me know that you'd like to come to the farm in person. And uh, for the first time since COVID, that will be possible in May and in June. In May and June, I have a full lineup of ICRT licensed classes. I have level one and two and masters followed by ICRT Animal Reiki Level 1 and 2 in Master Training, and that is followed by Karuna Reiki Master Training, which is an advanced master class for people who've been a Reiki master for six months or more, and that is all followed by an animal communication class in June. So if any of those classes speak to you, I'll be offering them as a hybrid class, which means they will be both online and in person. I will be teaching the full of ICRT licensed classes again in July, but only online and the animal Reiki only online uh, in July as well. But please join us if that makes sense for you and if you would like to. If you don't already get our newsletter, there's a link to that in the write-up. And go ahead and sign up for our weekly newsletter to keep up to date on what's happening, including when the Reiki business book is going to be available for pre-order which is going to be quite soon. I'm really working hard on getting the book edited. I'm in the final stages of that, my second edits, and my editor has also been going through it, Karen, and we're going to do our best to get this to you this spring. Thank you, Chris. Well, Chris, what do you have coming up for classes that you'd like to let people know about? So I'm also... so. Coming up here in March, and actually this will be out in April. So in April, I have a Reiki 1 and 2 class. And then in June, I will have my Reiki Master class. Starting in June is when I'm going to be doing my hybrid classes as well. Starting, I've been teaching in person here. I teach in the Dallas area. We're starting to do, well, let me back up a bit. So the I've been doing in-person classes off and on depending on how we're doing numbers wise with COVID. And obviously I think many of us are doing so much better now. My classes, when we're in the middle of things with COVID were small classes when they were in person. Yeah, We're starting to come out of that as well. Maybe we'll do a little larger classes, but my classes are gonna be the hybrid classes starting in June of in-person and online. In the past, I separated them out. Now to accommodate, because now there's people who know us from 
many different areas of the world so that they can reach both online and in person. That's right. It's so convenient, isn't it? And Oh, it is. And it's so beautiful to have people from all over. And and the other thing is that sometimes people get COVID and can't come and yes. they can still attend that way. Yes, exactly. So I know that I have that. I cannot recall what's coming up in July. I know that I'm teaching Karuna in August. So there's, it's all, it's all coming about and on my schedule on my website. So Excellent. And we have a link to your website in okay. the, in the write-up. And so this is, yeah, uh, for the okay, podcast. Good. So, yeah. So it's no trouble to get in touch with Chris. And actually, once you hear all some of the things that she's doing, you're probably going to want to get in touch with her. <laughs> so. I hope so. It's been a lot of fun. It's been, been a, a lot, lot of fun. fun. I love it. Before we go too much further, I'm just going to invite everybody to bring your hands together in Gasho with your thumbs at your heart. And just activate your own Reiki energy and bring your symbols in today. And today we're talking about expanding your connection with Reiki. I just invite you to look within you and if there are any areas of resistance that you may find or you may experience to moving forward and expanding your connection with Reiki, just make a decision to let those go today. And as the Reiki energy flows through and around you during our podcast, those will probably be released. And just make a decision to go ahead and be open to expanding your connection with Reiki so that it becomes a friendship, a partnership, something that is comfortable and familiar. Your relationship becomes stronger, your bandwidth wider. And just allowing Reiki to weave into all of the areas of our lives. Whatever's necessary for you to move forward in this relationship with this beautiful and benevolent energy. We invite those conditions in now so that you may do so. We are blessed to be of a lineage of light bringers who are creating wellness on the earth today. And that begins with you creating wellness within you and continually expanding your connection with the love, the serenity and the beauty that is Reiki. Namaste and amen. So Chris, you have had a, a chance to have a sneak peek at this chapter on growing your connection with Reiki. And as I said, it was chapter eight, I realized, oh, wait, I might be having to move a few chapters around. So it could be chapter nine in the actual book. But in any event, it is one of the um, later chapters in the book. And I uh, felt really guided to include expanding your connection with Reiki, because that's a natural progression. What did you think of the chapter? And uh, is there anything that stood out to you? You know, I, I love the chapter. So thank you for writing it. You're welcome. You know what I was really the first thing that I noticed with Reiki 
it, or really the first thing that I noticed with the book and Reiki is that you can apply Reiki to just about any point of your aspect of your life and watch that aspect grow like adding the vibration of Reiki to anything is like giving it an extra boost of love or higher vibration and that's what I really because when we first come out of our classes whatever level that is you probably will go back and practice exactly what you if you're like me you'll go back and you'll practice exactly what you learned and then you'll do that and then you might be in that like speculative or curious state of I wonder what would happen if I applied Reiki to this like that yeah. and that's what I love about this book because there's so many things that you can apply Reiki to oh you can apply Reiki to anything really and the whole thing about walking with Reiki I do that I do that and it's it's one of the ways that I really like to meditate I think that's one mm -hmm. of the things that you pointed on the book that you like to do that as well I do. I walk with Reiki every day and that's where I receive most of my inspiration and guidance. Exactly. Because my listening is different when I do that. And what I mean is I'm probably a lot more present. Of course, you might have your laundry list of things going through your head. But when I walk with Reiki, it's more peaceful. It's either I'm setting up my day in the morning or I'm giving away what was not necessary from the day if it's at the end of the day that's one of my you know that's one of the things that stood out to me from the book because i love doing that but also just the self-care of reiki you using reiki to release stress and anxiety you talked about that in the book and the ways to do that i know that we've talked in the past pam about i'm a physical therapist as well and during the time of the pandemic i just am so grateful to have had the skills of, or not really the skills, because anybody can do Reiki, but it's more like being introduced to Reiki to give me the clarity and also for self-care in state of chaos and anxiety or depression. Because I think we all, whatever you experience during this, the last two years, it's just highly stressful. Mm -hmm. Not anything that we've all been ever used to. It's not anything we've been accustomed to in the past so that has me be very grateful for the gift of Reiki yeah absolutely how do you think that the chapter is going to help people grow their uh, connection with Reiki Chris or the the book is going to help them well so the book as I said, it's so necessary and needed because there's so many times, and thanks again for writing it for sure, there's so many times that many of the students and myself, I'm not really business oriented, but it was more of, yeah, I mean, I am a physical therapist, but I'm not, I don't have my own clinic. Usually we work for someone. So how do you set up your own business, the things you can do? That's why this book is necessary in that way for sure. So that's my first thing. And then with this chapter, I think it just gives you the permission, again, to look at different ways that you can use Reiki for yourself and others. As I said before, applying Reiki to anything in your life. Reiki has evolved for me in such a way, in ways that I never thought would be possible. Honestly, I, 
when I, I just came out of the student teacher program, the three to four year program that the ICRT has, the student mentorship program essentially is a wonderful program that we have so that others can grow their ability to become a more rounded teacher, be more confident so that we all teach the same way first off, but also you have a mentor for the whole time period to get you through. And each year is different, or each level. First we start out at Reiki 1 and 2, just teaching Reiki 1 and 2. That's where you are, essentially you're teaching Reiki 1 and 2, and then you start growing into Reiki Master, mm -hmm. and then finally Karuna. And I was in the year of my Karuna year, essentially, completed in November. I think it was November, yeah. And that was, it, it's interesting, just the difference in the how the energy felt. Mm -hmm and how it evolved for me like in that way i found that a big part of my inspiration for creating the course and writing the book was the help that i received through the icrt program and with working with my mentor and just how much i grew my connection with reiki through that program and it was interesting. I got the nudge to help teachers teach and help people set up their business so more people can be reached with Reiki. And I, I really got that nudge when, as I was in Heathrow Airport and everybody was going a little bit crazy yeah. and chaotic uh, around COVID and, and the nobody, I don't think anybody expected. I kind of laughed because the Reiki energy told me about six different times for over, for almost a year, it told me to cancel for that trip <laughs> to England. Uh, yeah. but, it, but in the end, I'm happy that I didn't because I really feel that I came through the airport and got home just fine. It did take a few days uh, sleeping in airports and stuff, oh. but it all worked out in the end. And it was, of course, it was this time of the year. And, uh, but it gave me the nudge to create that Reiki Master Mentor Program. And one of the things that I'm doing as I'm wrapping up the book is I'm talking to some, I'm reconnecting with some of the students who have taken the program because mm -hmm. it wrapped up uh, a little while ago now. And just, wow, like looking at their success, it's just been st stunning. <laughs> I know, isn't that amazing? I frequently tell my students you are going to go areas I never thought I I would go so I'm living through you right and you are going to learn things that I don't know and they're all like no you're our master I'm like no you will teach me yep you I actually one of the students was guided to develop her own mentoring course and she's a teacher so it's a very different style of course and I was like I think I need to sign up for that <laughs> She was stunned, but it's, yeah, we all take our different direction with this wow. and there's no one right way or, or wrong way to do it. But one of the natural consequences or natural aspects of working with Reiki is that our connection with it expands and grows. And I know I wrote an article about it and I'm just looking really quickly. Some of the things we talk about in the chapter are things like Reiki sessions from others, self-care, meditating with Reiki, walking meditations, and just the importance of all of this, how to weave Reiki into your daily life, how to receive guidance 
energetic hygiene, psychic attack, what to do about that, how to handle stress, um, mm-hmm. past life work, spirit release work. We looked at the kingdom within, the, the kingdom of Reiki within and expanding your intuition and finally releasing duality. And these are just all topics that when I created the three different courses, the 18 months of courses and the 20 sessions that I put together, these are all topics that came up and just the importance of expanding our connection with Reiki. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey and that expansion process? What was it like for you and where has it led you in your journey? Yeah, absolutely. It's for me, it's, I I talked a little bit about how the, especially being in the student mentorship program, how it grew that way. But in the last year, when, um, probably in the 2021, I really was in the quandary of how do I expand my business and get people to know what I'm doing. So I started doing Facebook live shares. And, in a, and social media, I wanted to play music. I didn't want to have it completely silent and say, okay, you play your own music. I wanted to have a group like experience of the same music. And so I didn't know, like, how am I going to do that? I, you're only supposed to play royalty free music on social media, but I, I didn't like the royalty free music that I was listening to. Plus the other thing was the royalty free music wasn't very long. So I really wanted it to be a continuous song. And so I started, I, I could play music. So I thought, oh, I can play music. This won't be a problem. But try to do a meditation and play at the same time if you've never done that. So, you have done that. I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> I, I did in the beginning. And then I was like, this is stressful. How am I supposed to be doing Reiki and being with the Reiki energy? Yeah. So, I started to learn how to record. And so what I did was I laid down some tracks of music. And I know I was sharing with you a little bit earlier that the way that I record is a little bit, I actually use what's called a Tascam recorder, which is actually, if you're a little bit older like I am, it reminds me of an A-track recorder, but it's such a clear recording that I, this has actually worked out well for me. And so what I did was, like I said, I have played music before, but I'd never played for that duration of time. So I turned on my Reiki and I would Reiki, small Reiki meditation prior start a melody and then watch the timer on my phone and then I started writing music and then I started playing with that because I, I, I just never thought wow this is Reiki infused music or Reiki imbued yeah. however you want to call it and I started playing those meditate or that music with my meditations and then people started requesting to buy it which was again are you kidding me? (laughs) And people wanted to buy it. And so then I got it up on my website with conversations with my website designer, because I had no clue how to do that. And it's up on my website. But the thing that I was going to say about how to use Reiki throughout the day, one of the things that I do when I'm driving around, because one of the jobs I have is I'm actually a home health physical therapist. Okay. So when I'm driving between my clients, what I do is I pop that music on to, yeah. to keep me 
level throughout the day. And so I just listen to the Reiki imbued music. It's funny because my friends are like, you only listen to this? And I'm like, yeah, I just listen <laughs> to this. And I'm actually pretty relaxed throughout right. the day. And so that has been quite a journey for me because I never thought I would be doing, there's always the, I never thought I could do that. And Reiki led me to write the music, figure out a way to get it on the website. Oh, and then the other thing that I started doing was writing compositions for others. That was a natural evolution of that. Yeah, so I started getting the requests because people want, because of the whole thing around royalty free music, people want to own the own their own music. So own the rights to a song that they play on social media. And so I've started writing music for others now too, which has been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun because the other thing that I do is I go out and I record the natural sounds in my neighborhood. I have tracks of the birds singing. I'm, I'm lucky enough where I live. I live right by a park. There's a lake that's probably half a mile away from my house so I can get water. There's actually even a train that goes by. Now, I don't usually put that in a meditation, but there's a train that goes by. You could put it in the beginning of a meditation if you wanted to. There's stillness. There's some energy that comes through with that. But yeah, so that's been a, a lot of fun. And can you take us back to the beginning, like where you started from? Because one of the things when we were talking before, you you were talking about what a logical person that you are. And, and I know oh. that because I'm very logical and science minded as well. And that you might not have taken the Reiki class if you had. If I had my, if my logical mind had made the decision for me to end up in the Reiki class, I would have not been in the Reiki class. What I tell everybody is the universe firmly kicked me in the seat of the pants and had me in that class. Literally, I took my class with Karen Harrison and actually what happened was the week prior, I was in a different class, transformational education. And the homework in that class was to do something you've never done before. So I ended up in, I was in Galveston, Texas, and I went into a holistic bookstore and there was a psychic medium there. And I thought, I never had a reading, so I'll do that. And I was carrying around this book on Reiki. And I said to this lady, I said, I think I'm supposed to learn about this. And she said, yes, you are. And that was pretty easy. But she said some things that were really spot on. Yeah. So I Googled Reiki. And then there was a class the next weekend and her class was full. Actually, Karen's class was full. And she said, well, put the deposit down. We'll get you in the next one. And I just thought, I'll be, I'm going to be intentional about this. And I paid it full price. And she called me back and said, I don't know what you did, but now there's an opening. So, <laughs> yeah. So the universe took over, put me in the class. And the other thing that I, I and so that was my first thing, because that, yeah, there's so many examples from that class that I could give you of how I was like, I don't know how that's possible, but okay. That I tell my students about in my class that if you're like me, you just have to step out into the unknown and have a, a mind of a beginner's mind of, I don't really know what this is, but how is this possible? And try not to explain it. Now, um, 
the thing that I say about the universe and my music is because I have that logical mind, it's almost like the universe went around my logical mind to my curious side and said, go here and we'll show you what you can do with the music because the music is not a logical thing to me. I it just literally, I turn my Reiki on and here comes the melody. And it just, it's, it seems like the Reiki creates it. Like it just flows through you. Is that? Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like a channeling of the music. I, again, I haven't been a person to explain how could somebody channel, like download information. And that's what I mean by that. Obviously with Reiki, we're channeling, but this is more like a downloading of the song. Yeah. So it has been so much fun. So I really get that because this course for me was a downloading. It was an, it was a downloading of the course outline. And then sometimes I'd get in class and go, wow, this isn't what people need today. <laughs> so I guess we're going to shift directions and do this instead. And people would tell me afterward, like, the meditations were just very channeled. And there's a lot of the meditations that you'll find in the Reiki business book. And, but people would tell me afterward, it sounded like you were talking just to me. That's like exactly what I had going on, but everybody would say that and they would all be coming from a different perspective. And uh, so I really do get that, Chris. I'm not at all musical, but I do get the information coming through. And I think that's what I want to want us to get to with just the expansion of our Reiki connection, like growing that connection, your evolution with Reiki. It's everybody's evolution is going to look different than. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so I've just got some ideas of how you can weave it into your life and where it might be helpful and then see where it goes. Yes. It's going to be different for every one of us. Absolutely. Because one of the things, it's funny because I, I am, I forgot to tell you this earlier. I am going to be doing a, one of the breakout sessions at the Reiki retreat. Yes. Specifically on growing your, it's not growing your Reiki practice, but applying Reiki to whatever you want and then seeing where it goes. You know? Kind of like this chapter, your evolution it's <laughs> with Reiki. Exactly. And for me, obviously, it's the music. But for others, it could be anything. It could be painting with Reiki. It could wherever you find your love is. It's really, what is it that that, that thing that you love? I've always loved music. I've always loved playing music. But where is it in your life that you are creative? I think that's what the talk is actually called using Reiki to increase your creativity. I think that's where is it that you are, that you love and can grow your creativity. I love that. And we should just mention the Reiki retreat that is going to be held Labor Day weekend in Sedona, Arizona. It's the international Reiki retreat and um, just a fantastic, I'll be talking about animal Reiki there and yay. And then, and I'll also be doing a talk ahead of time just about growing a Reiki business and like that can be an effective way to share Reiki and spread it. Actually, that is probably one of the most effective ways is through a Reiki business. So we'll be just talking about that and breaking down 
some of the berry to that. So go ahead and check that out. I think it's getting full, but they, it's not full yet. Go ahead and apply. And it will be both online and in person this year. So people can attend from all over. And Chris and I would love to see you there. I'll be there in person, Chris, is God willing. And yeah, going, looking at the evolution, and I love what you said, like it can, your connection with Reiki is going to evolve and it can evolve into any area of your life. I found for me, it evolved into my, my work with horses. And Mm -hmm. then it evolved into work with my essential oils, which I really loved. And I never intended to teach ever. humans. I was only going to work with animals, but that was an evolution for me. And it just keeps expanding and expanding into different areas and aspects of your life until one day you wake up and you realize, you know, I had a student tell me, Pam, you would live, eat and breathe Reiki. And I said, mm-hmm. I guess I do. It's part of everything that I do now. And I don't even think about it. I automatically just chant my Reiki symbols and go for a walk every morning. And just, and my husband says, if you had told me I'd be walking and chanting Reiki symbols, I'd a few years ago, I'd have thought you were crazy, but he enjoys doing it as much as I do now. And it, it's just so interesting, the places that Reiki can take you. One of the things that I've noticed is that very often we initially look at say the guidance or the direction that Reiki is leading us, but we look at it with an expectation based on our history and maybe based on duality. Mm -hmm. And so many times we can be even a little overwhelmed. Oh, I don't want to go there. Or there's often a lot of resistance and a lot of obstacles for stepping forward with your evolution in Reiki. And I know that much of my Reiki guidance, I used to argue with Reiki and say, no, I don't want to do that. I didn't want to join the ICRT program. And it's probably aside from my husband and children, the single most important thing that's ever happened in my life. It's been so incredibly positive for me in every area and every aspect of my life. So There is resistance that comes up and these obstacles. Did you experience any of those as well going forward? Oh, absolutely. It was several years before I joined the ICRT as well. I had been teaching for a long time. I had the whole thing like, I'm a physical therapist. I can do this. I can apply the science to this and people will come to my classes. But you know, what I noticed was for me, it was all ego-based. I was so ego-based. And then when I met the people in the ICRT, the licensed Reiki master teachers, when I met all those people, I thought, this is just a community that can support you and help you grow your business. If And then if you have a question, say you have, I don't know, there's something you're dealing with in a class, more than likely there's somebody in that group that's already had that happen. So you can always go to that group and say, hey, I need some direction. So there's this whole community that supports you and loves you through the whole process of becoming one of the licensed teachers. But yeah, most of the things that pop up are the, for me would be, I'm not that person. Like I'm not that person that could go, like for the music that I play. The reason I keep pointing over there is that's where my musical instrument, I'm sorry. It's like, I'm not that person. I can't, oh, it's usually in the realm of, I'm not good enough or um, like, I'm not, I couldn't possibly do that. Or my intuition isn't that strong. How am I just supposed to know or trust? I 
gosh, I don't know if I'm that person that can trust that. So there's a, it's typically in the realm of something like that. And then, because there are going to be, as a teacher, those students that come to you that are like, oh, I can do this, I got this. I've been channeling Reiki for a while, or I've been channeling energy for a while, like that. Um, in which case, they might need technique. They might need, how does a session go? They might need the confidence to work with others. Those students may, they might know already that they can do this. But for me, it was more like, I don't know if I can do this. I think people are going to think I'm crazy. I don't know. My peers are going to laugh me out of whatever realm or whatever. And now it's more like, oh, this really works. You need to try. Nobody needs to try it. It's more like it would be great for you if you tried it because it's been great for me. It's more like that. It's usually... Did your peers laugh you out, by the way? I did have interactions with some, but mostly, and that was early on. I have several specialties in physical therapy, and so sometimes I would be going to a mentor in that field, and I'd say something like, have you tried Reiki? Have you tried healing touch? Have you tried some other energy modality? And, the, and I actually did have one of my mentors tell me I'd ruined my career. And, and it didn't ruin your career, did it? No, if anything, my career's grown in ways that I did not know were possible. Like, before it was more like the, I know how it's going to go. Now I don't know how it's going to go, and it's going to be great. One thing I do know is it's going to be great. There's a letting go of control, isn't there? And there's a surrendering. And uh, I know some people, I started my Reiki mentoring session, and there's something that William Rand talks about called the way of Reiki. And you don't have to do it at all. You don't have to, you will never go against free will. So you don't have to do anything. But he said, some people like to follow the way of Reiki, which is surrendering and saying, what Reiki, why don't you take charge? Why don't you guide? And, and I just explained to the group that, look, that's something that I decided to do. It was for me, just giving over that control and saying, Reiki, you are divine guidance. I trust you. And it took me a little while to build up the trust. But over time, as a scientist, you're always gathering information and you just keep seeing so much evidence that it does work. Like you said, right. you can't ignore it. And so there's a, there was a, for me, there was definitely a giving over of control saying, you know what, I think you can do a better job of this than I can. And holy snappers, has it ever done a better job than I, than I was doing? It, it was, it's just been really well, positive not everybody feels comfortable with that but for oh me, there was a real surrendering did you find that too oh my gosh so i i may have told you this story before but i am a big control freak like i am a huge control freak and um when prior to covid hitting you know, the pandemic starting and us going into a lockdown here I had it all planned on how things how the things were going to roll out and how what I was going to do with my career. I was an independent contractor and I had my Reiki business. So I was an independent contractor for physical therapy. Right. And then I had my Reiki business. When the pandemic hit, all of my independent jobs either went away or diminished. So I was pretty much out of business, which threw me into chaos, anxiety. Like all of us were in the, an unknown. I didn't, that's one of those. You didn't, didn't, have, a, you didn't have a paycheck. Oh, I didn't have a paycheck. 
And so then <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to do what, practice what I preach, go back to Reiki, go back to Reiki. And one of the things that I do a lot of times when I'm just thinking is I'll go into the gasho position. So mm -hmm. you, know, you can't really see me right now, but I'm in the gasho position and I would, I would sit and I would think. And then what I started noticing was if I'd go into the gasho position, the other thing that I would say frequently before I go into biosin scanning, so we go into gasho, we go into biosin scanning to scan our clients. Yes. So I always say that my prayer is short, but it's basically, thank you for the opportunity to help someone and show me where to go like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would remember when I'd be in the gasho position, thank you for the opportunity to help someone. Please show me where to go. And you know what? My phone started ringing. <laughs> My phone started ringing. I started getting contract jobs and I would just say yes. Right. Just say yes. And I started getting contract jobs. And then I noticed like one of my contract jobs was four weeks and I was in the third week and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to be out of work. But I thought, no, let's just go into Gasho. And literally I was standing in the hallway in a hospital, just like this. And my phone rang <laughs> and I got the opportunity to work. I got a full-time job that way. Wow. Now, I was working in a COVID hall mm -hmm. after that. Now, given my druthers, would I wanted to do that? Probably not. It was really hard. Yeah. And I did it for about a year and a half. And then COVID started slowing down again. And I was in the, it's probably safer in the hospital than it is out there. My phone rang and I didn't say yes because I forgot about it. And I was driving down the road going, gosh, I wonder when I'm going to get off of this COVID haul. And I thought, I forgot all about my gosho meditation. So I was just like, my phone rang. I wonder if that job is still available. So I picked up the phone and I called him and I said, is that job still available? I think I should look at that. And you know what? That's where I work now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been the best because I also, with this job, I got to work, I don't work full-time, I work three-quarter or 32 hours. It allows me to grow my Reiki. So primarily, I, I, I work home health mm -hmm. and Monday through Thursday, and then Friday through Sunday, I, and in, in between, because we do a lot of our Reiki stuff all the time. Yes. However, I often will say, if it wasn't for Reiki, I'm not quite sure I would have gotten through the last couple of years. No. And sometimes the guidance can be puzzling. Yeah. And I, I find, and, and I'll even say, please guide me and heal me so that I might be of greater service to myself and to others, others. even yes. and especially when I forget to ask, <laughs> because I do sometimes forget to ask for the guidance. And, and it's beautiful the way it comes in. And many times the guidance will be something that doesn't make sense to me. And those have been the best pieces of guidance ever. Like I feel the guidance to create this book that came through. I was 
giving the first Reiki mentoring class. And I just was listening to the energy and I said, oh, the energy says that this, I'm to do these 18 sessions or 20 sessions with you guys to put together the program and figure out how best to help you. But then it needs to become a book so that it can reach more people. And holy smokes, is it ever a lot of work to put together a book, but I'm so happy. Just the feedback from all of you LRMTs that are just reading one of the chapters for me, everybody is telling me like, oh my gosh, we, we need this. I want to give this to my students. I want, and it's, yes, absolutely. it's just lovely. So yeah. What are some of the obstacles you you see in others and in your students to expanding their connection and following their guidance. It's interesting being in the medical field. I do get a lot of medical practitioners in my classes. Mm -hmm. Not always. The other question I always get is, do I need to be a medical practitioner? No, of course not. Sometimes it's the things like what I was dealing with. If my peers will think I'm crazy. So therefore that stops them from stepping out into more of a holistic realm. Usually it's all in the area of confidence, trust, Mm -hmm. knowing that Reiki is with you and will guide you. You just have to take the step and and open your mouth to say, I can do this. I can do Reiki. And then practice. Just keep stepping forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I and and then also forgiving yourself if you don't. And then just step forward. Just step forward. So those we are all the, pause we all pause sometimes. Oh yeah. And that's okay. I did. I me too. I took my I took my classes and then I started teaching and then we received the new energy of holy fire. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. And then it was like, oh yes, I am. This is easier. I'm going to teach it. It's going to be just fine. And then the other thing that I tell everybody in the class is that it's always going to be okay. Usually if I was controlling the class, because usually in the beginning, I'd always freak out. It's like, oh my gosh, how's this going to work with this dynamic of a group? They're completely different, but by the end of the weekend, they all love each other. And it all worked because Reiki was in control, not me. It always works out. It always does. Yeah. I'd come home, be worried about whatever in the beginning. And now I've learned just go through the class it's gonna be okay. If I set myself aside, Reiki will take over. And isn't it a beautiful thing? I sometimes I'll have people after a meditation say that was beautiful. And I won't even know what was just said. Reiki yeah. just flowed through. That's kind of how my music works. Right. Because sometimes the music just flows right on through and I have no idea. I have to go back and listen to it. I, yes. Yes, I I record my meditations because I'm like, that was was really good. I I usually have an idea about it because I'm listening and repeating and and I usually have an idea, but I'm kind of like, I got to go back and listen. There were some words there. I've actually even had words come through that I have to look up in the dictionary afterwards. That's awesome. (laughs) I kept having the word equanimity come through and I'm like, I don't know what that means i've got to look that up and uh, and of course once i looked it up it's like, oh okay yes that makes perfect sense <laughs> why it was coming through and yeah. just different words sometimes and yeah no i know what you mean like sometimes it comes in and i'm like yeah i've got to go back and listen to that one <laughs> myself and the funny thing for me was like different chord progressions i'm like because right it doesn't for me when i say chord progression is is trying 
different keys that wouldn't normally go together. It's, wow, that sounded good. <laughs> I would not, logically, I would not have done that. And it's the same in my meditations. And it's the same in the writing just channels through. And I was telling Colleen, I was like, oh, I didn't realize I had done this here and that there. Maybe I, she's having a look at the book for me and she'll be doing the wrap. Colleen Benelli, my mentor, will be doing the wrap up podcast with me in a couple of podcasts. And yeah, and she said, it's fine. How did it come through? Was it channeled? I said, yes. Like I, a lot of times I'm reading the chapters because I'm in the editing now and I'm like, (laughs) oh, I didn't, I didn't know that was there. I didn't, and it's just that opening. And it's not that I, it's not that I gave up myself. It's that I allowed the divine energies to flow through and flow onto the page so that they can help people. And just the same as you're allowing them to flow into the chords and into the music and just, and it's, then it's such an honor to realize how much it does help. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking to Karen Harrison about this, about, cause she asked me, how do you do that? And I said, I really just apply Reiki to it. That's really all I do. And I set a timer because <laughs> I might not be present to how long I've been playing. I do set, I don't, it's not going to like ring. I just have it counting up so that I have an idea where I am. Yeah. But um, it's almost like it, like I said before, it goes around my logical brain mm. to actually, if it was left to my logical brain, it wouldn't sink in. And maybe eventually with my intuition, it will. However, I go straight forward to where it needs to land. It just, it seems like it's a backdoor method of getting my attention to right here. This will work. Yes. You know what? I think that's, that describes also the writing process and the listening process for the, for the sessions and for the meditations and and things like that. And it's so interesting. I always, whenever I go to lead a class or anything, I usually send Reiki to my voice box and I ask for the discernment to know what language to use. Like what are the words that people are going to, that are going to make sense to people that they're going to resonate with the particular group that I'm teaching or working with and also what stories they need to hear. And I don't even, sometimes even when I'm teaching, I come back and think, why did I tell that story? That doesn't make any sense. And people would come up afterward and say, I needed to hear that story and so it's, it is just a, an opportunity of just moving our ego and personal energy out of the way to allow this divine energy to channel and hear and, and help people, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To allow Reiki to flow, flow in, and then get your ego out of the way. You, for me, it's getting my own agenda and how I think it's going to go out of the way. Yeah, I've had to learn a lot about that too, Chris. <laughs> I think I might have uh, come into this with a little bit of control stuff too uh, going on that I needed to control it. And, and I don't control anything anymore. I don't control sessions. I Sometimes I'm absolutely shocked by the words and the energy that comes through. And, and it's always exactly appropriate. And the same with classes, the same with all of it. So just getting out of the way trusting Reiki, applying it to the different areas of your life. There is just so much opportunity for expansion of that connection with source, expansion of the relationship with Reiki. Is there any advice that you have for people around that? I think it's 
In listening to you speak right now, it's what it reminds me of is actually going into the world of one. I wonder what it would be like. For me, it was like, I wonder what it would be like to play my own music. What would that look like? And and then I wonder if I can, even though I don't know how to or how it's going to sound, or am I? Is it going to sound stupid or people like it? But I wonder. And going to, for me, it's like going into the world of play. I want and how much fun that would be, and how alive I would feel if I could do that all the time, like that. That's what it reminds me. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. And really, it's about asking that question, isn't it? Yeah. The question and allow Reiki to answer. Exactly. You know, so I would have never thought again that I would be doing what I'm doing right now. So I don't know. What did the future hold? I don't know. Me neither. I'm excited to find out. I know. And it's so interesting because I can honestly say this. Reiki has never led me wrong. Not once. Mm-mm. No. Not once. Yeah. I have led me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely have, but Reiki has not. And any guidance that I have followed from Reiki, even, and especially the guidance that I was the most reluctant to follow. That was usually the guidance that was going to expand me the most, that was going to create that growth. And that growth isn't always comfortable, is it? No, there, no. You're stepping into the unknown. Yeah, it's totally, it's unfamiliar. Think of the things that you know them. So uh, it's usually life on the skinny branches is where life is the best. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that expression. <laughs> yeah. Life and Reiki branch. takes you to the exact right skinny branch for you, right? It's not going to break. And yeah. It's not going to break. Oh, I love that. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being here today. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners before we head out today? No, I, I really do think we covered everything. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it was such a pleasure. And I'll be booking my own Reiki. I have some great Reiki music now, but I really think I need another one <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the ocean sounds and uh, from our own highest tides in the world here in Atlantic Canada and um, yes. a few things like that. So I'll be in touch for the listeners. Thank you so much for listening today just invite you to stay open to your own evolution and your own growth and just allowing, just allowing Reiki to, to guide us into that growth and into that evolution. And just knowing that we're always here to support you as well, even and especially when it gets a little uncomfortable and when there's a lot of growth happening. So thank you for being here today. Thank you, Chris, for being here today. And I will be in touch soon with more news about how you can get a copy or copies of the Reiki business book. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Namaste, everyone.